listening to the Salt Creative Podcast. back to the Salt Creative Podcast where we create and prepare disciples ready to influence the world. My name is Lockie and I'm your host today and I'm so excited that you have decided to join us because we have a very, very special episode coming up. Uh, you will notice the sound is a little bit different and that is because we recorded this episode live from Salt. Uh, so this is the first ever live podcast that we've done and it was a really awesome experience to, to do it together with the Salt community. Um, so yeah, we just hope that you really enjoy this episode. We'll talk a bit about habits because this is the first of three episodes in a series on sustainability in our walk with God. And I shared this discussion with Harley Southwell and Brock Goodall. Uh, Now these guys are two good friends of mine and they both share differing perspectives on a really great topic. Uh, So we're just going to jump right in. So I hope that you enjoy this episode about creating good habits with Harley and Brock. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt Creative Podcast. My name is Lucky, and I'm joined by two good friends of mine here. But before I introduce them, I want to welcome you here if you're joining us from away from college, because we are actually recording this live from Avondale College tonight here at Salt. And Salt, can you just give everyone a shout out? Salt, I want you this year. I'm going to play some mic boys, and hopefully it's going to work. One, two, three. I think that picks up. So awesome. That's our way of welcoming you, dear listeners, if you're joining us from away from here. And of course, I want to extend a huge welcome to everyone who's here tonight. Um, it's great to have you here. But uh, that's enough from me. I'm going to introduce you to the two people I have joining me today on stage. Uh, and those are Harley Southwell and Brock Little. Can you guys give a round of applause? Thank you. Welcome to the Self Credit Podcast, the first ever live episode. Uh, I want you to start just by introducing yourselves because I think that's always a great way to begin, especially people that know you as well as, uh, as I do. So just take it away, Harley, who are you? Alright, so I am Harley Southall, I'm a fourth year theology student with about two more weeks of classes. Ooh. Yes, um, that's, that's quite a journey that I've been on. Uh, something about me, I guess I fight heresy with memes. Uh, <laughs> you can follow my uh, Facebook meme page. Uh, smash that like and subscribe button. If you want more information, talk to Harley after. We had a look at some of them and they're a bit too dank to officially plug. Um, so come and speak to him after. It's, it's a good time. I can, I can test to that. But yeah, talk to me about that. And Brock, who are you? Hello. Uh, my name is Brock Goodall and I am the chaplain of Avondale College. Awesome. Well, hey, it's great to have you both here. Um, tonight we're talking about the topic of habits. And how does someone thinking, okay, what on earth does that have to do with my walk with God? And rightly so, I guess. Um, but we're talking about habits because we're starting a series on the podcast this week where we're talking about sustainability in our walk with God. Like, what does it look like to, to run the race of endurance, like Paul talks about uh, in his writings, to, to really set ourselves up for success in the long term? You know, we don't want people burning out in their walk with God, whether that be from serving or just in general. And so we're talking about habits as, as a way to kind of kickstart this journey. Um, and so I want to start by asking you guys, what has been your experience with habits? So, man, I guess it's been a bit of a journey. Like, I can actually, I'm really glad to say where I am right now is really good with my habits. Like, it's, it's a lot better than I would say, like, at the beginning of this year or maybe two or three years ago when I first started here. Yeah. 
uh, at Avondale. And usually it's, it's interesting because usually I start things strong when I get to a new place. I start strong and I slump off. But I'm glad that I've noticed and, and, and that slump is, has bounced back in my life. And now I'm, I'm in an area and in a space, in a headspace where due to some reflection and accountability and, and other great opportunities that I've been able to come across, I've been able to develop my habits into a, you know, a much better place than usually I am. So I'm actually, and there's, and there's just something really rewarding about it in and of itself, yeah. of just this renewed confidence in myself that I have, knowing that God's working with me in this journey, and also that I am just developing into a mature young adult, adult, you know, and enjoying that area. So that's pretty that's my journey so far at the moment, so yeah. you can't get a good time. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah um, the, the topic of habits sounds ridiculously boring and a bit stale. Um, but one of the things that, why I find this whole topic interesting is that when I had a small human, um, not on my own, but when I, when I had this small human, I realised, we realised how ridiculously unproductive we were before, because all of a sudden you have a human to take care of, and that takes time. And then I realized that there's only so many, only a few amount of hours in a day, like, and I can never even more. So how am I going to spend them? Because I want to be able to give my best to whoever I'm with. You know what I mean? So like, when I'm at home, I want to be at home. When I'm at work, I want to be at work. I want to give my best. So how can we do that? Um, habits was a really good uh, way to be able to do that. Um, and obviously, we'll talk more about what that looks like. But I'm in an interesting relationship with habits now, quite likely. Awesome. <laughs> Good habits, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming in a similar space to you, Robin, in terms of like, finding efficiency. Like, uh, I'm, I'm all about like, how can we find the best way to, to achieve what we want to get done. Um, and for me, habit, habits have been a great avenue to, I guess, fast track myself in, like, on a daily basis, um, like in terms of my assessments and stuff, just getting good habits can, can be a great way to, to build efficiency and, and really make the most of the time and resources that you've got. Which in and of itself is like great stewardship. So, um, hope that's like a bit of a something that you guys can relate to here. Um, because I think we're all kind of feel like we wish there were a few more hours in the day, um, most days. <laughs> at least that's my experience anyway. Um, but obviously, we're here at Soul, we're here at a program that is spiritually focused. Um, and for me, like it's really important for us to ground this discussion in the Word of God. And so, I just want to bounce this question over to you guys. Like, are habits a biblical thing? Well, I think they're really one of the most. Beneficial things when you're when you're looking at the Bible and you want to compare yourself with people from Scripture. Uh, you know, it's never really to compare yourself with people, but sometimes we, we just naturally do it. We look at people in the Bible and we actually see that they are people just like us. They are people with good habits and people with bad habits. There's examples of, of people who went the wrong way. We can think of some people like uh, Daniel, who is, is recorded of having very good habits, like he prayed three times a day, and that's really the only way that they could catch him out. Would be out for his bike to make his good habit illegal. Uh, and then and they'd be able to catch up. And something can we, else we can learn from that story is the fact that, you know, Daniel chapter one, when there's this this question of food, uh, and it's a small issue, you know, seemingly, but he, because he cultivated good habits and good moral uh, understanding of, of where he stood with God and what, what God wanted him to do, he was able to stay strong in that, which helped him to stay strong. Later on in life as well. So it's a, something you can learn there starting small, being faithful in smaller habits, builds to bigger habits. Mm-hmm. Then you have someone like Samson, uh, who you know had so much potential. So much ability, right? So much so much potential, so much ability, 
Ah, pas mon gars, c'est vraiment King James, je veux dire. Ah, ok, ok.
current query on habits um, add value to the biblical process that we have to, to set good habits in our life. Love that. Um, there's a book um, by a guy called James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, read it. If you haven't read it, you should. It's very, very good. Uh, and, but what's fascinating about it is that he essentially, this is a, a book that was written, I think it's a 2019 book, but there's nothing really new. The principles are actually ancient principles. This whole idea of the small things matter, this is what this guy called James Clear speaks into. And he says about the whole 1%. He said, if you can look at the one percenters in your life, focus on the small, tiny things that are seemingly meaningless, but if you focus on enough little one percenters, then all of a sudden they build up to a massive, massive influence. Uh, the book opens with this, here's some spoilers, uh, the book opens with this wonderful analogy about cycling, which already you're like, Gah! but if you're not into cycling, you cycle to college every day. I do, thank you for bringing that up in public forum. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so back to cycling and habits. Yeah, we'll let that, that out, eh? Yeah. Um, I'm rattled! Um, anyway, speaking about cycling, the British cycling team essentially sucked for a really long period of time, like horrendous. So much so that bike manufacturers didn't want that team to buy their bikes because of the negative connotations of the British cycling team. Right, they were that bad. So they got a new dude basically to run their performance division. And most people come in and they set a goal. And if you're in a competitive sport, that goal is to what? Win. And this is the interesting things about goals and habits, is that a winner and a loser has the same goal. They both want to win. The thing that differentiates them is their system. Yeah? Um, one of the quotes that he mentions in this book is that you do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. In other words, it's all well and good to have a great destination, but how are you going to get there? This guy, who then came into the British cycling team, focused on the aggregation of marginal gains, which is essentially a fancy way of saying small things matter. That if you're faithful in the small things, you'll be faithful in the big things. And he looked at like what was the most efficient massage gel to use on the cyclists, because that was the one percenter. Uh, he brought in a surgeon not to do surgery, but to teach the cycling team how to wash their hands. Like, what a terrible use of a surgeon's time. <laughs> but the idea is, is that if you can have clean hands, I'll get sick less, right? It's just a little one percenter. Anyway, the aggregation of these marginal gains, the combination of small things, ended up meaning that they were like Olympic champions and world record holders in a small period of time. It was like seven years, he turned the whole thing around. Yeah, I think, from, from memory, the, the stat was like, they won five out of seven Right. World Championships as a team, when they'd only won one in the previous, however long yeah. before that. Which is phenomenal, right? But essentially the principle that he speaks in his entire thesis is the same thing that Jesus said, and it's the same thing you see in the office. But be faithful in the small, and it'll actually give you wins in the big things too. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And one of the ways I've seen that happening in my life is that it just, it gives you confidence. Because I don't know about you, but if I start my day on the wrong foot, I just kind of feel like, oh, well, I've already messed this up, so I can just take it a bit easy here and there, and then it's just, it just falls apart. But if I, I found that, like, even just tracking each glass of water that I drink, you know, and having a, having a goal to drink eight glasses of water a day, you know, and then just, hey, I've drunk eight glasses of water today, and I found the time to do that, and I feel pretty good about myself, and then it helps me to feel good about cleaning my room. And it helps me to feel good about, you know, journaling. It helps me feel good about doing other things that are good for me as well, because even though it's just a small thing, it does build up and you feel like you're taking care of yourself. 
One more thing, I kind of running out of time. One thing I read recently is that we often we often don't take care of ourselves because we don't think we have self worth. Um, people will get medication for you know they might get a, uh, an organ transplant and have to take medication so their body doesn't reject it, but they just don't take that medication and their body rejects the organ and a whole bad, a bunch of bad stuff happens. But if a vet gives them pills for them to give to their dog, they will make sure that their dog gets those pills. And people, psychologists, are asking, why do we do this? You know, why do we take care of our dogs rather than take care of ourselves? Um, you know, when when we're much, you know, your life is, you would think would be much more valuable taken care of. And basically, the idea is we, deep down, think we're not worthy of being taken care of. And so, if you take care of yourself in those small things, it helps you build up to those other things as well. And that, that kind of speaks into another thing that, that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits. He talks about the one of the secrets to behavior change is you don't try and necessarily change your habits for the sake of habits. But you think about the kind of person you want to become. And then you ask the question during your day, what would this kind of person do in this situation? Because when you start asking that question and making that decision regularly, every time you, you do something like that sort of person would do, you're making an investment into becoming that sort of person. And so over time, you're actually becoming the kind of person you want to become by doing what that sort of person wants to do, even though it's only small things. And I think that's something that's really important for us to consider as well as followers of Jesus. If, if for instance, we're, we're struggling with our walk with God, we're thinking, okay, how can I put some good habits in place? Like, for instance, I want to read my Bible every day, I want to pray every day, but I'm struggling with that. It might be as simple as making a decision and saying, okay, I want to be the sort of person that takes their walk with God seriously. And if you ask yourself the question, what would that kind of person do when they wake up in the morning? What would that kind of person do um, in their conversations? And you start just trying to do those little things, those little differences, that little switch of perspective. What you might find is that over time you're becoming more and more like that person. Um, but it does depend, like Rock said, on the systems that we have in place as well. And we've got a, a bunch of steps that are going to come up on the screen behind us now. And we're going to talk about this really quick and just, just walk through them. But these are the four steps that James really outlines in terms of uh, building habits. I'm just up here as well so we can, we can have a look at them. But these, these four principles of behavior change that he talks about is one, make it obvious, two, make it attractive, three, make it easy, and four, make it satisfying. But we're going to unpack this down. Um, so, Brock, do you want to kick us off with that first one, make it obvious? What does it mean to make a habit obvious? Mm, good. Uh, Basically, in, in a simple way, like we were saying before, rather than setting this huge, enormous goal, like saying, uh, I want to be a devotional person, uh, dial in specifically what you mean by that. Like, I want to read the Bible for four minutes tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's spelling it out specifically, make it clear, make it simple, make it obvious, really, really, really very crystal clear. Uh, because if it's not obvious, you don't know if you've done it. And then it can be like, otherwise oh, I don't want to do this. And side note to all of this, um, we have these amazing four steps which we'll work, work through, and we're speaking to our passion for habits. That does not mean in any way, shape, or form that we nail them 24-7, right? Um, I speak for myself as quite a flawed individual. Uh, this is my goal. It doesn't mean that I nail them all of the time, so keeping all of that in mind. Next one, make it attractive. Totally. Um, well, it's got to be something that's really good for you, but it's got to be something that you want to do. There's got to be an end goal in it, right? So it's got to be, not just for the sake of doing it, like essentially, what is the why behind you setting this habit? If you can identify that, and then make it attractive, it will help you actually want to do it. 
Um, that's a bit boring. Um, the next one, make it easy. Mm -hmm. I might skip this one a little bit, and Brock, if you got something to add on the count. But this is all about reducing tension, it's not tension, what's the word? Friction. Friction. Reducing friction. So what, what are the barriers that are stopping you from achieving this habit? For instance, if, um, if you want to read your Bible each day, but you keep your Bible packed up in a box under a table in storage in your neighbor's garage, like that's, that's a lot of friction to try and study your Bible. I don't know who does that. That was just a random example. But um, if that is the case, it's not very easy for you to get up in the morning, like grab your Bible and study it. Right? Like, what, how can you set yourself up for success and reduce as much friction as possible so it's easy for you to do your habits? Do you want to speak to that as yeah, I mean, even if it's like a, a non-reading of the Bible thing, let's say you want to, say you want to ride your bike to college the next day. One of the ways of removing friction is, I don't know if you've ever done this before in any form of fitness space, but you wake up and you're like, no. Um, because it's, you, you look for the slightest thing, it's like, I can't find my shoes. It's really hot today. It is. So one of the ways of reducing friction is set your outfit out so you're ready to go. Your shoes are there. Your bike's there. Your pants are there. It's all ready and good to go. Friction is removed and you will don the helmet and ride the bike. But that's what Make It Easy is all about. You know, what are the little barriers? Because like the 1% rule, like they do build up. Um, the fourth thing. <laughs> Make it satisfying, which is what Harvey kind of spoke into before. Like it's got to give yourself an incentive and then a little, like, Make it worth your while. So you could say, for example, if I do all these things, I will allow myself to watch some Netflix. I will allow myself to do this, but I will withhold until I've done the thing. Does that make sense? It's pretty simple. Like, make it obvious. Make it crystal clear so you know exactly if you're going to do it or if you don't. Make it attractive. Like, there's got to be a why behind it. It can't just be a thing you want to do. Why do you want to do it? Three, reduce the friction so it's easy for you to do it. And then four, when you've done it, give yourself a little reward because you deserve it. Treat yourself. And interestingly to note, this also works in the opposite way as well. So if you have a bad habit and you're trying to break it, you can flip these on its head. I've still got to be on this, don't flip that one. Uh, but instead of making it attractive, make it so it's not attractive. That's the one, yes. Um, make it difficult rather than easy. You put lots of friction in place so that you just don't do anything near that thing or don't. And then... If you've got a habit of like, on your phone before bed, yes. you find in another room. Yeah, something like that. So whatever friction you can put in place to break those bad habits can be helpful. But hey, this has been a really helpful discussion, hopefully. I hope that you've like gone through this and been like, okay, this is actually, this is taking on some lights in my head, and it's been helpful. Um, we've got to wrap it up here for the recording space. So what we're going to do now is open up the opportunity for you guys to have discussions. Um, and the facilitators have a set of questions on, on the tables. Uh, we're going to go through those with you. But before we get into that, do you guys just have any last words that you'd like to share? I'd like to share a really cool app that I and my housemates have recently started using. It's called Habitica, and basically what you do is you gamify your tasks. You turn your life and your habits into basically an RPG. So, role-playing game. So, currently me and my housemates, we are fighting this moon monster, and the way we fight this moon monster is by logging in and saying, yes, I you know, did my habits today, and and if we don't, then we all take damage from the boss, and it's like, you know what, I just drank, I just drank some water out here, which means I'm going to be able to mark that down, and I'm probably going to level up to, uh, watch this, I'm leveling up, I'm like, eighth class of the day, I just reached level 24, I'm a level 24 main. Awesome. So, I'm a bit of 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 a b
How many times have you literally just gone on Snapchat to send a photo to someone else with nothing really to send, just to keep the stream alive? That's like amplification right there. Um, and that's another really powerful tool we can use in implementing habits. Yes. Um, I, that is brilliant. I did. It's true. He actually did. It's really good. Um, I don't know. I find that um, I, I would read the book, to be honest. If you can get a hold of it, then, then have a read. It's quite good. It's very helpful. Um, but two, I can't remember things at all. If I don't write them down, I don't do them. So perhaps find an app or something that you can write down what your goals are that you want to achieve in the next step. I use an app called Todoist, and it's amazing. And it is my life. So does Lucky, it's a beautiful thing. I'm almost at enlightenment level, which is gamification. Every time you complete a task, you, you get a point. Anyway, oh, also, top facts. To do a send you an email at the end of every year to let you know what percentage of top users you're in, I'm in the top 2% of the world users of the world. Yeah. 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 So, no, legitimately read a book and like, write things down. I think it would be very, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, just one more thing from what Harley shared before. Accountability is so big. Like, if you can get people to commit to something alongside you, um, you'll find it's a lot easier to, to implement habits into your life. Um, and so that's one of the questions that we're going to be talking about now, is who is someone you can bring alongside you to, to journey with together? Um, and so we're just going to jump straight into these questions now. Um, but yeah, that brings us, I guess, to a close of this section. So thank you to our Level 24 mage, to our almost enlightened Brock. Um, and this is Lucky, and uh, yeah, just want to wish you guys all a happy Sabbath, and uh, yeah, stay salty. How awesome was that episode? It was such a cool discussion that I got to share with Harley and with Brock. Um, I hope that you really enjoyed it. If you did, then please, please, please leave a rating and a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out in terms of getting our name out there and sharing our message. Um, also, if you did enjoy it and you're listening on Spotify or some other platform, then please share it with your friends as well because we'd love for as many people as possible to find value in this podcast. Um, but that's all from us today at the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we pray that you are blessed. And have an awesome week and stay salty. Thank you.